Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. This morning, I would like to speak to us on the topic, your hope, your anchor in Christ. Your hope, your anchor in Christ. When Job was going through his great test that he faced here on earth. He was at a period in his life where this tendency took over. He felt like there was no hope at all, especially after he lost his children. But there was something quite significant while Job was going through his ordeal. He had a group of friends and i'm not just talking about somebody friend i'm talking about real friends my brother my sister when we are going through our difficult periods in life we need people in our lives who will stand with us who will let us know fear not it will get better i am with you people who can see beyond what we can see during those dark days. And Job had some of these friends. And in Job 8 verse 13, says, Those who forget God, Job's friend was speaking here. And he said to Job, Those who forget God has no hope. And I believe that when he said this, Job was at a breaking point in his life. And it is true that the further away we get from God, the less hope we have. It is also true that the closer you get to God, the more hope you will have in your life. But what we find sometimes when people are going through tough times, that's the time when they seem to want to give up on God. My brothers, my sisters, friends, this is not the time to give up on God, but rather the time to draw closer to Him. Because the further we get from God, those who forget Him, those who forget His mercy, those who forget His faithfulness, has no hope. Some of the most hopeful people on planet Earth are those who live close to God. You know, sometimes as children of God, the world does not understand the confidence that we have. And many times people can misinterpret our confidence for arrogance. But no, it's not arrogance. You see, when you have proven God for yourself, when God has been there for you in the past, then you have that lively hope that He will be there in the future. And so, this gives us great confidence. First Peter 1 verse 3 declares that we have a lively hope. My brothers, my sisters, the hope that we have is not dead, but it is alive. There are times when we might feel down, but know this, we need to encourage ourselves because we have a hope that is alive and well. Back in the days, we used to sing a song, it said, Jesus is alive and well. Everyone you meet, tell them for me that Jesus is alive and well. 
my brothers, my sisters, let me tell you, because we know Jesus is alive, well, we can face our tomorrow with confidence. We can face our tomorrow with boldness. We can face our tomorrow with great faith. We can face tomorrow with great hope, knowing that he is everlasting, knowing that he will not leave us and he will never forsake us. But we have a lively hope in him. It is also true that the most hopeless people are those who feel far away from God. Have you ever heard some people saying, why? I don't think God loved me. If God cared for me, why am I going through this? But you know something? The Bible declares that in this life, we must face tribulation. There's something about life. Life is not going to be always on Kidorian, on the mountaintop. Tribulations will come. And these tribulations will come to test us, to test our resolve, to test our faith, to test how strong we are. We need to maintain that lively hope in Him. And so many people, they feel far from God. And that is why as the church, we need to be the bridge that gap. We need to be there for them. We need to be there to bring encouragement. You know, sometimes in the workplace, we can hear it so weird sometimes people, you know, complaining why this COVID thing, you know, is not going away. You know, it, it, it is getting worse. It looks like the company is gonna close. It looks like the world is, you know, all kind of negative stuff. We all hear it sometimes. And even though sometimes we might be having our secret thoughts, we cannot give in to these suggestions. We must be there to provide solutions as children of God. Why? Because we have a lively hope in Him. Our hope does not lie in the wisdom of men, but in the wisdom of God. Our hope does not lie in what the economist says. Because our economy is of a different kingdom. And the Bible declares that the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And so we, our hope is not in the financial systems of this world. And so my brothers, my sisters, because we know this and we have a life, we hope we continue to sow because our hope is lively. Not just our financial season, but we continue to sow our time into the kingdom, our efforts, our resources, our sacrifice of praise. We continue to sow into the kingdom of God. Our nation is at the place again where election season is upon us. And we like to call it the silly season. And it's a time when our politicians all become baby huggers and kissers and all the nice things and uh, you know we see the roads, we see all the tractors rolling in and the moral dropping up the roadside and you know a little thing being done here and there and we see the pipes dropping at the side of the road. Don't we all see every four to five years? A lot of people put their just in the wisdom of the politician, only to be disappointed. 
Many times after the election is gone, you don't see them again until another four years. They resurface. But Jesus never fails. He is promise keeper. That's why our hope must be in his wisdom. Not in the wisdom of social media or those who like to spread fear and anxiety. But our hope and our wisdom must rest in the wisdom of God. Bible tells us in Proverbs that wisdom is the principal thing. My brothers and sisters, we must continue to keep the kingdom of God at the forefront of this nation. This nation was founded upon the principles of the word of God. That is why if you notice our national anthem, Eternal Father, bless our land. Guide us with thy mighty hand. Keep us free from evil powers. Even as we celebrate this independence, be our light through countless hours. Our nation was founded upon the principles of the kingdom of God. And so, because we have this lively hope, we must keep the interests of our nation at the forefront of our minds, at the forefront of the kingdom of God. This is what happens when a nation forget God. Wealth becomes idealized. In other words, people are more interested in materialism. Wealth becomes idealized. Truth is minimized. So the enemy wants to spread a lie. He doesn't want the truth of the word of God to populate. Life is trivialized. Our conscience becomes desensitized. Morals and ethics are liberalized and immorality popularized. Christians are demonized and God is marginalized. As the church of the living God, we must stand up and be counted. We cannot allow this nation to fall into idolatry. And we can see it happening even on our television. People advertising, if you want, you read up, call this number or come to this place. And we see more and more people practicing witchcraft and evil and they are bold and brave with it. My brothers, my sisters, as the church of the living God, we must stand up just like Jehoshaphat and be ready to fight this battle. This spiritual warfare, we must stand up because we have this lively hope. This hope that the world does not know. We must be the light in the darkness. The biblical definition of hope is confident expectation. Confident expectation of what God has promised. That is why David was able to say whenever he was at the place where he felt depressed. In Psalm 43 verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, my soul? My brothers, my sisters, sometimes you have to talk to yourself, you know. Somebody might think you're mad. Sometimes I'm driving on the highway and, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the Lord might just put something in your spirit and you flash for a moment. Sometimes you might be feeling down going to work because you're working at a place where, you know, you would rather be at home and collect the check. Because the environment 
may not be conducive. But David spoke to himself. He said, why are you cast down my soul? My brothers, my sisters, when you feel that way, speak to yourself. The Bible says we should speak to ourselves in signs and hymns, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. David said, why are you cast down? And why are you disquieted? Why are you disturbed within me? He said, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Hallelujah. He is the help of your confidence. I say he is the help. Sometimes some people, because of your possession, or because of your position, they try to make you feel less than you are. But lift your hands and rejoice. Because he is the hope of your confidence. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest fame, but only lean on Jesus' name. And the songwriter went on to say, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground. I say all of the ground is sinking sand. He is the help of your countenance. He is your God. The Bible speaks of three kinds of hope. The first one is wishful hope. Wishful hope is what most people mean when they say or use the word hope. For example, you're late for a 10 o'clock meeting at the Ritz-Carlton and 10 o'clock meeting and at 10 minutes to 10 you're at the stoplight I fear of you and the light turns red and you're there saying I just hope this light will turn green the light just turned red and you're hoping for it to turn green instantly that's just wishful thinking because the light will turn green when the time comes for it to turn green. As Christians, a lot of times we try to inject God into the discipline that we have in our lives. We know we need to be somewhere at a certain time and we are here saying, oh, yes, Holy Spirit. You know, instead of doing what is necessary, we get us there, we do all kind of things. Then we are late and we start depending on God to work some miracle on the stoplight for us. You know, it's a principle. It is a principle. But let's say that you are late because it's something, a genuine cause. You have no control over it. Then God will intervene. He can intervene and do something miraculous for you. But when we deliberately refuse to apply the principles that guarantee us the success we desire, then we reap the benefits thereof. Wishful thinking is false hope. Two, expectant hope. This is the hope that's more rooted in reality. For example, you plant some corn. You have, you have a reason to expect a harvest if you do the right things, don't it? And so expectant hope is more rooted in reality. And there is certain hope. It's the third one. Certain hope. This is the hope that you can anchor your soul in. This is the hope that the Bible speaks of. 
not wishing, not feeling, not simply expecting, but knowing for sure that what you are hoping for, according to God's word, you shall have. Hebrew 11 verse 1, we see how faith and hope works together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So right there we see that faith gives substance to our hope. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith gives substance to hope. What is faith? Faith is taking God at his word. And that's what gives the substance to what we hope for. So as I said, faith and hope works together. If there's nothing to hope for, there's nothing to believe for. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, let's read from verse 17 to verse 19. Thus God determined to show more abundantly to the years of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed in by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Let's say that together. It is impossible for God to lie. Let's say that one more time. It is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor. An anchor of the soul. It is both sure and steadfast. So you can bank on it. You can count on it. It is dependable. And not just that, but it is steadfast. And which enters the presence behind the veil. It is steadfast. Now, an anchor has two main purposes. And I can tell you, you have some huge, huge anchors. No matter how the ship big, there is always an anchor for that ship. No matter how big your problem is, God has an answer for your problem. So an anchor serves two main purposes. One, to keep the ship from drifting. My brothers and sisters, there are times when we are faced with challenges in our lives. And sometimes, just like the songwriter says, I've wandered far. We feel like we are drifting sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we feel like, like we are far from God, don't we? Sometimes we feel like there is no hope because the situation seems so dark. So the anchor, one of its main purposes is to keep the ship from drifting. There are times that the reality is we are going to drift sometimes. But know this, that we have an anchor that's fastened to the rock, Jesus Christ, which cannot move. The second purpose is to keep the ship stable in times of storm. To keep the ship stable in times of storm. The reality is we are going to have storms in our lives. Sometimes you are going to be on the mountains. Sometimes you are going to be in the valley. That's just life. We will have storms in our lives. But just like the natural anchor that is there to keep that ship from drifting and suffering damages, just like that anchor that's there to keep that ship, to give it 
in the midst of storms. Our hope in Jesus Christ is our anchor. There's also something interesting about an anchor. When that anchor is lowered, it goes to the bottom of the ocean. And it must rest on something that is stronger than itself. Something that is more stable than itself. My brothers, my sisters, your hope must be in someone that is greater than you are. We hear the New Age teaching that says, you don't need a God. You know, I hear it all the time. They're online. They're, they're saying, it's all in yourself. Whatever you need, it is in you. But let me tell you something. When you begin to fall apart, because man is mere mortal. When things begin to happen, and you know, frustration and bad things might happen sometimes, you need an anchor. You need an anchor. A ship does not anchor itself to itself. If a ship keeps its anchor on board, when the storm comes, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to drift, not true. It's going to suffer damage. And so we must let down our anchor and let your anchor hold and grip the solid rock. This rock is Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, we need an anchor for the same two reasons. Because it's easy to drift. It's easy to lose our way when the storms of life comes. That is why we need an anchor. If you are going to live the abundant life God wants you to have, you're going to need that anchor because the storms are going to come. The difference between wishful hope, expected hope, and certain hope is an anchor. It is strong, it is sure, and it is trustworthy. Now, how do we get this hope? Real hope is based on the Word of God. We must anchor our hope in God's word. See, David, as much as he wrote most of the Psalms, and he was such a man of the God's own heart, he realized that he could not do without the word of God. That's what's going to keep us. It's not our emotions. It is the word of God. And that is why David declared, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Our hope must anchored in God's Word. We need the Word of God. We need to study the Word. The Bible declares that the Word is a lamp and it is light. It is a lamp unto our feet. Show us where to go and it is light unto our path. We need to anchor in the Word of God. It's not about the emotions because emotions will last just for a moment. But after that emotion wears off, you need an anchor. It's not based on our imagination, but it's based on God's obligation to do what he says based on the over 7,000 promises that are written in his word. My brothers and sisters, God cannot lie. I didn't say he will not lie. He cannot lie. This morning, let me remind you that those who forget God have no hope at all. The further we drift from Him, the less hope we have in our lives. The closer we draw to Him, the more hope we find. 
Let's also be reminded today that we have an anchor, our hope in him. Let us let down our anchor in him. Even as we continue through these trying times of COVID-19, let down your anchor. You have a lively hope, not a dead hope. You have a lively hope in him. Your hope today is your anchor in Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.